Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I have got an awesome interview lined up for you guys today. You guys are going to absolutely love this one. I'm super stoked to have this man uh, on the show. Uh, he is a community hero, Navy SEAL turned Army doctor uh, to uh, opening up his own uh, medical practice. Uh, I've had the privilege to get to know him the last several months, and uh, I honestly, I, I love talking to this man every time I talk to him. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on right now, my friend, Dr. Robert Adams. Bob, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Listen, you have got uh, quite the career and, uh, and and you've also turned author. You've written two books. Uh, your first book, Six Days of Impossible, uh, A Navy Steel Hell Week, uh, A Doctor's Look Back. We'll get into that here in, in just a moment. Uh, and then you have a new book out that we're going to talk about today as well called uh, Swords and Saints, A Doctor's Journey. But before we get into the books, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and, and Navy Navy SEAL turned, turned doctor? A Naval Academy graduate, fifth okay. generation career military. Dad was Naval Academy. Granddad was superintendent of the Naval Academy, a three star. And then go back two more generations. It goes all the way to the Civil War. Wow. And um, and I went to the Academy to be a Navy SEAL. That's what I wanted to do. And I said, well, if I'm going to be a SEAL, I might as well be an officer. I'm going to be an officer. I might as well go to the Academy. But I had to spend a year and a half on a destroyer before I was able to get into the training program. Spent a total of 18 years in the Navy. Tried to uh, get a Navy scholarship, but uh, they offered me a three-year one, and the Army offered me a four. So I switched uniforms uh, since I was going to be 36 years old, starting medical school with two children. And money made you know money made that decision for me. Uh, spent 18 years in, in the Army, most of it at Fort Bragg, uh, brief stint at Iraq, which we're going to talk about here a little bit, and um, then set up private practice after retirement and and. Uh, and Pleased to say, just retired two months ago from uh, practice, and I'm now a, uh, a professional author. Trying nice. to make a well, uh, and and you're doing fantastic with that. Listen, I, I got to ask, why Navy SEAL to, to doctor? Why why the doctor side? What was it? Just like it was, you felt like it was a time for a change, and you're like, you know what, I want to be a doctor, and then, or was that something that was always kind of in the back of your mind that that was something that you wanted to pursue? It, it had never, ever entered my mind uh, until later in life. But it, for people that have watched what SEALs and Delta Force soldiers and sailors do, they realize it is a young man's job. And you you age out of the ability to, to climb up mountainsides with 60-pound rocks on your back. And later, you know, I was in my 30s, and uh, I had transferred into the SEAL reserves during the post-Vietnam drawdown, uh, try, tried my, my uh, luck in the business world, got an MBA, and didn't like it immediately. There was no, there's no morals, there's no ethics in the process of making money. And so I came home one day and said, I hate this. What, what? She goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm, I want to I'm go back on active duty. But at that time, SEALs were drawing down, military was drawing down, they wouldn't take me back. So I said, all right, let's find out what else in the world has ever been exciting to me because I want the excitement that being a SEAL platoon commander brought me. And the, the, I looked back on my life, and I remembered by my biology class from college that I loved. It was my only 4.0. And, uh, and I said, you know, doctors study biology. So I started thinking about it, looked into it, came home one day to all my wife, said, I think I want to go to med school. But you got to give me permission. 
because that means we'll go to seven years of abject poverty again, borrow money to live, and we have two kids. And you know, her, her answer throws me to this day. She goes, look, we were poor and happy when we got married. We can be poor and happy again. Wow. Go do what makes you happy. And that's what did it. Wow. I got, how long have you guys been married? 38 years. That's it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is, that is awesome. Bob, let's talk about the first book. Uh, Six Days of Impossible, Navy Hell Week. What prompted that? So I've read over the last 10 years since SEALs have been writing books, you know, every single book that I can get my hands on and every one of them mentions Hell Week as the, you know, defining moment in their lives. And I, and I know that nobody knows what that is. And I go, somebody's got to write this book and tell people what Hell Week is. So, you know, one day at a time, I just started interviewing my classmates, looking for, you know, a common theme as a physician now, looking back to see if I could find, you know, what our common theme was in, in our class, 11 out of 70 of us made it. 60 people that were in equally good shape and should have made it, didn't. They walked away and I wanted to find out why. So I wrote the book for that simple reason, because I discovered the common theme that we all had and nobody had done it. So I said, I'm going to write it. And so this book, Six Days of Impossible, walks you through six days of no sleep, soaking wet, freezing cold, shivering uncontrollably for days at a time. And you know, that's why I called it impossible. You tell people you did that, they go, nah, you didn't really. <laughs> no, yeah, we really did. And the only way we could have made it was um, that we had learned something from life before going. And I've, I've asked uh, Mike Thornton, a Medal of Honor winner, uh, who was one of our instructors, hey, Mike, am I right in this one? You know, had, if life beats you up before you go to SEAL training, are you in better, are you better able to make it? And he goes, absolutely, Bob. You know, he was, he, he's the only Medal of Honor winner to win the Medal of Honor or saving the life of another, his officer, another Medal of Honor winner. And his story is out there in, in an yeah. amazing, amazing book. But, you know, he was working in his, in his grandfather's business at 11 years old in attics, installing air conditioning systems in 100 degree weather. And I go, okay, that would, that would toughen you up. Where can people uh, purchase this uh, copy or the, this book, Bob? Oh, Six Days of Impossible, uh, Navy Seal Hell Week is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, all the online book publishers, okay. as is our new book, uh, which we published with Heroes Media Group. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, that's on all the online book sellers. And it's also on the book's website. The first one is on sealhellweek.com. Okay. The second one is swordsandsaints.com. Okay. And we're going to get into Swords and Saints in a minute. So, folks, if you're listening right now, NavySealHellWeek.com. Is that what you said, Bob? Yes? Uh, no, just SealHellWeek.com. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Seal, you're right. SealHellWeek.com. Here, I guess if I read this right in front of me. Uh, so, if you're listening to the show, open up another browser uh, right now. Go to www.SealHellWeek.com. You can get a copy of that right there. Uh, order your copy today. Uh, now I want to I want to transfer over and in, in, in transition into this this new book that uh, just recently came out, Swords and Saints: A Doctor's Journey. I, I love the title of it uh, right off the bat. What what prompted this this story and and give a teaser a little bit of what what people can expect with this book. So this book was written with intent. Uh, I wanted the my 
individual learning stories that I've told students and residents and, and even patients to be written down so they don't die with me. And it, it is a deliberate uh, effort to help anybody that thinks they might want to be a doctor or to help any patients that's ever wondered if their doctor knows what he's doing right. to kind of walk people through the incredible long learning process that any doctor, PA or nurse practitioner has to go through to get good at their profession. I'm trying to think of the words to describe this book. When I, when I sit down and read it, I'm, I'm a very visual person and, and I, and I, and I, I read this as I'm reading the book. It, it's, you're taking people through, it's, it's an education piece, but it's so much more than that. I mean, it, it's a, a man's journey. <laughs> I can't help but to chuckle every time I say a Navy SEAL turned army doctor, because it's just not something you, you really ever really hear. And you've had such an, a, a, a tremendous career in, in the special operations community. And, and thank you for that. First off, um, I, when I read this book, I, it's almost like you're you're right there with you. You're taking people from the battlefield, in the field hospitals, and in, in, you know doing surgeries on people. And I'll let you kind of go into detail with that a little bit more here in, in just a second. To uh, you know delivering babies to to then starting your own practice. But it's such a, a visual educational piece, and and you can't help but to sit here as like man. This guy's Superman, and it's like, is this guy for real? Like, does this stuff really happen? And it and it has, and that's the that's the beauty of it. And, and there's so much to it. I want you to. We were talking offline a little bit, and I <laughs> I want you to to tell one of the stories that we were talking about uh, a, a little bit, and then I guess this kind of goes into the decision hour. I said I was going to be the last question, but I'm going to bring it up now. You made it. There was a decision, and we were talking about an example that that you that you had. You know which one I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. You, you want to, you want to, can you talk about that right now? Well, and, and, you know, you started by saying, you know, what are, what are the hard decisions that you had to make in your life? Yeah. And, and hard and difficult um, have different definitions in, in the special operations world, yeah. but, but, but saving a life and, and, and trying to save a life or deliver a baby, you know, those are always hard situations that, that, you know, panic, is common. You know, well, the story that I started to tell you was at two o'clock in the morning, I received a phone call uh, in my brand new clinic that we had just established in the early part of the war in Iraq with the 82nd Airborne Division. And I happened to be the doctor on call. There were three doctors in, in my group uh, with the 82nd Airborne and said, stand by to receive a casualty. We're sending you by ambulance. The helicopters aren't flying because very rarely it rains in Iraq and that night it was raining. Yeah. And so they said, we're going to send you a, an ambulance two hours out and you got to get them stable and ship them to the surgeons two hours from me because the, the ambulances have limits on how far they can go on an individual trip. I go, okay, fine. So I, you know, I scrambled my medics and I said, look, you know, go get me a couple medics. Everybody's asleep. And, uh, of course, word got out real quick and all three doctors showed up and all my medics showed up and the clinic was completely staffed when this ambulance arrived. And I, I warned them ahead of time. I said, guys, this is a bad guy. This, this The guy that's coming to us tried to drive an explosive laden um, truck into our headquarters, and uh, which was two hours away. And the bullets we're going to be treating are U.S. bullets that, that uh, they shot him with. The guy comes in the door uh, with his right arm 
amputated, uh, tourniquet in place. Uh, it's hanging there by a thread. There's, th there's three bullet wound entrances and only one exit, but he's talking to us. And, you know, it's, it's surprising. They'd given him morphine and he was um, alert and awake, but he had a IV in his uh, clavicle uh, vein and he had one in his femoral vein, neither of which were working over the two hours with him writhing in pain, they had come out and, or, or stopped working. So I had a pediatrician with me and I said, you know, we, we need an IV in this guy to give him medicines, give him fluid, uh, and, and all his veins are collapsed because he's bled out so much. You know, you put a vein in a baby's head, why don't you put one in this guy? He tried, he couldn't do it. And I said, all right, um, this is a challenge. If I don't get fluid access to this guy, he's not gonna make it the two hours we gotta go. And I said to my medic, run back there and get my advanced trauma life support book and lay it open on his on his knees because I'm going to do what's called a venous cut down on his ankle. I'm going to find the vein. I'm going to thread an IV in it and I'm going to give him IV access. I've done it on animals, uh, but I'd never done it on a human being. And uh, on that evening in the early morning, you know, I, I had the book open in front of me. I followed the rules, made the cut, found the vein, told the medic, there it is. Slide slid an IV in it, tied it off, and we gave him fluids and we gave him IVs, and and uh, and the guy lived. He made it to the surgical uh, site two hours out, much to my surprise. And, and there's a little, you know, little another decision that had to happen that night too, which uh, I love to applaud. In I, may, I tell the story of the pediatrician who couldn't get the IV and helped me with this trauma case, who is now an active duty colonel and as a pediatrician in the army. That evening, we had to, we loaded him into the ambulance and we're ready to launch with the medic because doctors don't go on ambulance transfers because A, it's very dangerous. Right. You know, they have armed men leading and, leading and following the ambulance right. in vehicles, but we can't, we don't have enough doctors to let him go. So he reaches out the door and he grabs me, he goes, I got to go. And I went, Craig Dobson was his name, Colonel Craig Dobson now. Um, I can't let you go. You know the rules, it's against regulations. He goes, Bob. This medic is so scared, he can't figure out how to draw five milligrams out of a 10 milligram vial. This guy's gonna die on route, and it needs to be on my conscience and not his. <laughs> Still chokes me up to this day that he did that. And I was the colonel in charge, and I had to say, Captain, if I do this, if we do this, we're gonna break rules. We could both get you know in trouble for it. But it's the right thing to do. I'm gonna let you go. Don't, don't, don't die on route, okay? <laughs> and you know, he. He then launched with my permission, I took it on myself, to, to make this two hour run. And I didn't find out until I wrote the book and I sent him the chapter about this, that what he actually did then was go to the battalion commander that was providing the arms uh, escort for his ambulance. Mm -hmm. And he goes, sir, it's four o'clock in the morning. If we take the two hour route, he's probably gonna die. And it was actually closer to three hour route. But if we take your armed men and we blow right through bad guy country, armed and loaded in the rain at four o'clock in the morning, we can get them there in 45 minutes. And sir, that's what I'd, I'd like you to authorize us to do. And the uh, Lieutenant Colonel in charge of the 82nd Airborne Division said, Doc, go do it. And he launched, he launched the armed men protecting that ambulance through bad guy country and nobody ever saw him come or go. And by the way, you made this comment, you know, what about all these men that are saving the life of an enemy who just tried to kill us all? 
You have an entire. Yeah. You had a. You, you said that you had an entire staff come in that night, and then they you're all, explaining to them that it's an enemy combative. They all wanted to be there to help because that's a, that's the Hippocratic oath. That's that's what America is famous for in every war that has America has ever fought. When an enemy combatant comes to to you as a prisoner or as an injured on the battlefield, the medics are going to try to save their lives. And that's that's not true of every country we fight. No, it's, but it's not. definitely true of America. Yeah. Wow. That. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it just gets you pumped up right now <laughs> listening to that. I, I, I do make the point that I don't think we cared as much about his pain yeah. as we if it was one of our own, but we definitely cared enough to want to save his life. Right. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned where people can get uh, Swords and Saints. We'll go ahead and say that. It was a website. Where is it offered right yeah, now? www.swordsandsaints.com. Okay. And of course, all of the online booksellers, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, etc. This is a book. And it's also out on Kindle. This is this is a book you have to have. Hands down, folks. Like listen, the, those those of you that have been listening to me for years, and, and, and I, I'm first off, thank you for listening. You, you you've been a, a very uh, loyal following group uh, and whatnot worldwide. This is this is a book that you have to have, um, and it's not often that that I that I say that. This is one that will will it, it will give you a, a new perspective on on life. That's that's for sure. Listening to a man that that's been in the military, served in the military, thirty five plus years, thirty six years, I believe. Um, on, on in the special operations community, not just in in one uh, service, but in, but in two, and that's not. I mean, when, when I say that this man is is uh, is unique, uh, they broke the mold, and there was Bob. I mean, that's that's uh, he's a, he's a, he's a very very special person. I'm honored uh, that I get to sit here and talk with him, and, and that I've I've gotten uh, to know him the last several months. Uh, in in him writing this book and, and putting this together, swordsandsaints.com. Bob, this is again. I, I I can't help but to think like like you you literally the words that you use in this book really paint the picture of your life. Dear, you know, in the chapters that you go through, and it's 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 honestly, my hats off to you because I really do feel like you put the reader right there, standing next to you, and watching you go through each chapter of this book, and 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 explaining it in in, in such detail. Um, God, I. I lost. I had a question there, and now I lost it because I'm, well, I'm just thinking about it. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and, and tell you that that was my intent because I really wanted this book to be a um, a picture book for people that might want to be a doctor. Okay. And, and it and it walks you through student to resident to young doctor, and it and it teaches the learning process that doctors have to go through. It's so important that as a consumer we understand that doctors don't really get very good at what they do until they've had years and years and years of training. And with the system changing right now to put PAs and nurse practitioners and even medical students, uh, you know, during this COVID crisis, when this tape is being done, we're graduating medical students early from medical school to go to work. 
And God, be honest with you, I don't want a medical student working on me. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, it's, you got, they're just they know just enough to be dangerous. So it's uh, it's a scary situation out there. And it's OK. And this book tells you it's OK to ask your doctor. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Right. I, I love the fact that you bring that up. You make it you make it OK and you make it so where people that are reading this ask you should ask questions. I, I think if you're not asking, I I've probably annoyed my doctor so many times because I tend to ask, like, are you sure about that? I don't like taking that. Like, listen, you're going to trust me. No, I don't trust anybody. I don't, you know, I have a hard time trusting my family. What makes you think I'm going to trust you? You know what I mean? It's like, I ask a, a lot of questions. Um, and, and but you and, but you make it okay. You make it okay, and you encourage people to ask their their doctors questions. And and I don't think that that's something that people. They, I think they just assume like, oh, he's the expert or she's the expert. I I need to listen to what what they're saying. And unless you ask, you you, you really well, don't a know. Question you didn't ask me yet, and that is why is the word saints on the cover? Wow, because. A number of people who've read my book and, and even uh, editors with, with great insight said, are you sure you want to use that word, doctor? And, I, and, and throughout the book, um, I have patients that, whose lives I've saved, whose babies I've delivered, who, you know, God worked through me to help me through the most difficult times of my life. And the patients called me a saint. And that happens to all doctors, you know, yeah. if you save a life, you're a saint in their minds. But I make the point uh, equally well that uh, there's no saint sitting in front of you right now. You know, we're human. We make mistakes. You know, one of my one of my brilliant editors went through this book and said, I'm about three quarters of the way through this book and I'm waiting for you to do something bad because you're only telling the good stories. Right. Oh, you're right. I need to tell the bad stories. And so, you know, I comment on the mistakes that were made and the challenges that were not met and the lives that I wished I had saved but didn't. So, you know, it's a very human experience. Yeah. And there is no doctor that's a saint and there never will be. You're very transparent. I, I love the fact that you brought that up. We're coming up on time here, Bob. Um, listen, folks, if, if you're listening to the show, it means you're already online. Open up another browser. Get your copy today. You you want this book. You need this book right now. Swordsandsaints.com. It will not. Once you get started, you're not going to be able to put it down. That I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Bob, uh, any parting words that you want our listeners to know? Um, no, I think uh, the the. You've covered most of what we did about the book. And I will tell you that, you know, I'm proud of both of these. They're life experiences and there's a connection. Uh, if you buy the first book, check out the second book because yeah. they're, they're both from a doctor's perspective about life challenges. You know, I, I alibi real quick. Uh, question. For those that are interested in getting into the medical field or, or the medical practice, what advice can you give them? Oh, well, I think it's important to note that the medical world is changing. The last chapter in my book makes that point as poignantly as I can. It, uh, it, it factored uh, greatly into my decision to retire at, at this young age. 
because it's difficult to navigate the changing system. And I make the point that the system's going to change. It's going to get better. Everybody knows it's broken. And uh, the COVID crisis is bringing that into everybody's living room right now. Um, so if you want to go into medicine, do it. Uh, the challenges have never been greater, but the capabilities have are, are awesome and getting awesesomer. Um, it, 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 you're going to have more fun as a physician now uh, than anybody has ever had in the past because we have the ability to cure and treat disease uh, that is greater than any time in history. Go do it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Robert Adams. Bob, thank you so much for taking time. Uh, out of your busy schedule to to join us and our listeners today. Thank you, sir. Folks, again, if you're listening to the show, you got to check it out, swordsandsaints.com. Get your copy today. Uh, quick shout out to Heroes Media Group. Uh, if you have, or go check out Heroes Media Group at heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the other shows. And you can also, you'll be able to find uh, both books uh, of Bob's up there here shortly on the website. If you got questions, reach out to us. Again, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. That's all the time I have for today. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.